All right, well, welcome everyone to another episode of One Man in Possession of a Podcast. I'm Chad. I'm the host. I decided to watch and read every single Jane Austen. So I started at the first with Sense and Sensibility, and this is episode nine. So I read the book and then watched BBC adaptations and the Ang Lee adaptation and then all the modern adaptations like Sense and Sensibility with the lotions, Prada Tanada. Um, this is episode nine, Marianne 2014. It's on Tubi. You have to watch it with commercials. And I have with me the two stars of the the titular Mary Ann and Eleanor of Marianne. It's Sarah Carnes and Rachel Brow. And I reached out to Sarah and Rachel on Facebook. We're not friends. I don't know them. They are very gracious to be on this show. And uh, they reached back and said they'd be willing. So I'm going to let you guys introduce yourself. If you want to go first, Sarah, and then Rachel. And then I've got some questions for you. And then we're going to get into Marianne. Sound good? Sounds great. (laughs) Thank you for the introduction, Chad. Yeah, I'm Sarah. And I played Eleanor in this little movie, Marianne, back in, uh, I actually looked earlier today. We did, we shot in 2013. Okay. Um, I don't remember when we had our official like screening of it. It could have been 2014 at that point. Who knows? Yeah. I live in Los Angeles. I'm from Seattle, Washington. Uh, I'm an actor, but I also work in e-learning. Yeah, that's me. Welcome. Thank you. How about you, Rachel? I'm Rachel Brow. I started this movie as well, and then I moved to New York about a year later, and then I didn't do anything after that. <laughs> so it's it's a joy to look back at it um, and to know that that you watched it. Um, I definitely remember this time as a period of my life where I had a, a big idea of what I was going to go out and do with my acting career. And uh, that really shifted um, for no reason I can even give you that's interesting. It's just the the moving to the city, getting swept up in the energy of it all and kind of not really getting back to the grind. So um, I still love acting and I still love Jane Austen and I still look at this project with a lot of fondness, but um, I I'm, I don't have a whole lot to to show after it. So it's kind of it certainly even at the time was not something I thought was going to be my pinnacle achievement, but um, <laughs> it now holds a really great <laughs> source of nostalgia. And um, yeah, it's just exciting to be here talking about it. Thank you for having us. How So this was in 2013. How old were both of you when in 2013? Oh. Not to like dox your ages or whatever. <laughs> but math here. Yeah. <laughs> I was like five. <laughs> that's how i feel now i was i was like a baby 25 god i was 25 three wow 10 years ago it, almost it a, all of that right you said yeah 23 yeah. that's bananas yeah that's wild and i'm well i don't need to say that <laughs> people the people listening can figure that out based on what we just said <laughs> yeah, but I still feel like I'm 23. Feel 25. And I, I kind of wish I didn't. I guess I've got a list of questions. We're just going to go through a regular okay. episode. Do with, it. With two stars, and it's going to be normal. Um, 
we're just if you're feeling nervous yeah. at all i assure you we yeah i don't know that sarah or i ever thought that we would be answering any questions about this <laughs> film which is not to say anything about the quality of the film just, you know starting as an actor you you try and set your expectations reasonably yes um and not sort of get swept up in what you're doing and think oh this is going to be this is going to be so exactly. important um mm-hmm. so it really yeah. I think we're both just sort of when when we were talking about sort of the idea of p- potentially doing this together, it was like, ugh. I mean, and we still talk. Just to be clear, so oh, yeah. and I are friends off the podcast. Like we remained friends from this project. Yes, and really, this was the only thing we ever did together. And mm-hmm. then, like I said, I left Seattle the year after, so she just mm-hmm. came to see me in New York recently, and. It, this is just sort of a wonderful little celebration of it uh, is it's, it's just so fun to get to reminisce and hang out and um yeah uh please don't if we can leave you of any nerves <laughs> we are we are we're very doing ourselves of whatever nerves were like they yeah. keep causing to giggle because i think that's i'm i'm definitely feeling some kind of twitter painted <laughs> Well, it's I'm I'm just been excited for the answers that I'm gonna get for these like the questions and the stories behind, and who these people are and why, <laughs> why this thing happened and like how like the the aftermath of it like ah uh, it's very fun. I'm excited. It's all positivity though. Like yeah, I know it's extremely low budget, and you guys must have just like done everything and. How long was the shoot? First question, I guess. I think it was it was a summer. I don't know exactly how many weeks, but I think it was I did just like like to figure out the dates. I glanced in my old I still have like the old emails and oh, nice. uh I think <laughs> Yeah, I think maybe it was like May to August or maybe June to August. Something like that. Like maybe we were doing pickup shoots in August. If it was 2013, I mean, I guess that I would have been beyond college anyway, but um, yeah. I definitely remember it being during warmer months and wrapping around September. Okay. And yeah, it was, was it was definitely hot. <laughs> well, all the, all the grass was dry and there was a bunch of blue skies, which is like, it's got to be summertime. It's got to be late summertime. It was definitely <laughs> summer. Get that in Seattle. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I guess, but we, yeah, go on. I, I wanted to say we were like, for a low budget film, which it certainly was, I mean, you know, we, we had nothing to do with the budgeting of it or behind the scenes in that. I I thought that the director, Desiree, took like quite good care of us. We We had pumpkin bread every morning i remember that was like we would arrive um we filmed a lot of this uh i hope this is okay to say um in in her home like Mm -hmm. in her apartment and around her apartment and um and then just places you know of course around the city and so she she opened up our home her home to us literally and then made us um food and coffee and it was really good coffee i mean it was good coffee and it was good pumpkin bread too like we had a lot of it, but it was good. So that apartment yeah, it, where you guys are poor and then have to go sleep on the couches and you got the coffee table in between is where is that? Is that the house? That was an apartment uh, in like the greater Seattle area. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're going to yeah. get into it. Yeah. Okay. Back up. We're not talking about the movie. 
just in general history, what's your guys' history with Jane Austen? Have you read them? Do you like them? Do you reread them? Do you watch the adaptations? Sarah, do you want to start? Sure. Yeah, I have, I guess, like, I do have a lengthy history with Jane Austen, but I've only ever finished two novels. I've only ever read Sense and Sensibility all the way through and Northanger Abbey all the way through. Wow. I have started Pride and Prejudice and Emma at various points in my life, um, but I did grow up watching a lot of the movies. Um, I was a big reader as a kid. My mom is a big reader. And then I went to study literature in college. So that's what actually, college is what got me to actually finish a Jane Austen. And that was Northanger Abbey. Um, and then doing this movie is what got me to read Sense and Sensibility. Um, I <laughs> grew up watching uh, the, the Gwyneth Paltrow Emma. That was really my introduction to that and uh the angley sense and sensibility which remains one of my favorite movies um probably the best i'm gonna say it's it's the best adaptation just because of quality and it's so good emma thompson and everybody (laughs) she's emma thompson and alan rickman like anyone you want to name and hugh grant and yeah (laughs) Our our queen um so I have seen, I think I've seen, I've seen most of the adaptations outside of the BBC ones. I've seen the BBC Pride and Prejudice and maybe like the the Colin Firth one uh-huh. and maybe one other, but it, mostly just the like mainstream um, adaptations. I've seen all of those and I love most of them, which is odd because I don't. I don't love reading Jane Austen. I think she's incredible. I admire her so much. I have no criticism towards her as a novelist at all. I just am not necessarily that sentimental when it comes to my like reading. Uh-huh. But when it comes to the movies, I'm like all in. Yeah, period pieces. They're so yeah. fun. Yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah, I guess. What about you, Rachel? Um. I also studied literature. I was a creative writing and theater major in college, and I thought I wanted to be a writer pretty much since I was 10. So I read a lot of books, and I read a lot of books before I was ready to read the books, as in, like, you know, trying to stomach classics when I was too young to understand what was going on and pretending like I'd read Dickens and things like that because I knew there was some kind of clout to it. So I'm sure I tried to read Jane Austen when I was far too young to appreciate it. Um, then I think what's, I mean, I know I watched Sense and Sensibility around, you know, sometime in my childhood. And then I remember like really being swept up in the 2005 Pride and Prejudice with Matthew McFadden and Keira Knightley. Um, that really, that really caught my attention, I think, as far as understanding like why people love these, these stories and, um, it just hit me at the right time. It was also about the time I got into Phantom of the Opera and was, heavily obsessed with that story as well so i went through a very you know it's sort of the marianne romance of it all like very much swept away and all, <laughs> all of that um, and so i think i digested a lot of those books at that time probably certainly um since uh, pride and prejudice emma and then when i got into school we did a lot of northanger abbey sense of sensibility i think maybe mansfield park there was some you know lesser known maybe i'm thinking of northanger abbey but i read quite a bit of Jane Austen around that time when we started this film. Um, That said, I'm like Sarah, I'm not super sentimental 
beyond I think I do really like their writing I'd mm -hmm. say um I, I forgot that after this right after this in 2014 I did a theater production with Booker in Seattle of Pride and Prejudice where I played Lydia uh, which was great yeah. fun and that's still another thing I really look fondly back on <laughs> again sort of the end chapter of my theater career that I thought was the beginning um and I just there's was the it a musical or was it a straight play or it was a straight play but book okay. it sort of has a, a particular way of approaching material where they lift it straight off the page so the script is very very much like the book like the literature that it comes informed okay. by and um it it just has sort of a different quality in, in the presentation of it but really fun and probably i'm sure they're still operating in seattle they're they're worth the they actually out. aren't they just this is such <gasps> sad this is a sad turn uh they this last season was their final season they closed up which is such a it's i know this is such a like niche thing for but seattle theater community like book at the book at repertory theater was a uh uh pinnacle of uh, really really quality amazing literature to stage adaptations but i remember seeing you in that that was so much fun <laughs> that, no. thank you for coming. It, was so, it was very sweet to have people come see that show as well so that was really after enjoyed. marianne it was it was okay. like on the tails of a happenstance mm -hmm. that's so fun great, a, you like did two like, jane austen adaptations little... right in a row <laughs> Yeah, it was, I, I thought that might be my thing for a while, you know, it's just all, all be like the, there's, in Jane Austen, it's like, there's always sort of two character, like, you know, driving female characters, I feel like, where you get the, the sensible, practical, kind of, whether she's the older sister or not, the older sister uh -huh. role, um, the Janes and the Eleanors, and I mean, Eleanor is really also like Elizabeth, but I'd say Jane and Elizabeth kind of, in, in Pride and Prejudice, fit into the Eleanor mold of sense and sensibility and then you get Marianne and the romantics like Lydia and Kitty uh, mm. from the other story and and Emma to a degree and mm. I am very much an older sister and very like I mean I'm ridiculous but I'm also practical and, and anxious and spend a lot of time in my head and so to get out of that personal uh experience and into someone who's more just ridiculous and kind of romantic and goes by her flights of fancy is was really fun to play so uh i would have loved to continue pursuing that kind of uh that kind of thing do you sarah do you think that you're like eleanor it's so I funny know, I, I i feel like i'm a odd mix of the two but when i first read or when I first, when I was doing this project, I can't remember at what point, whether it was right after I read it or something. I have a, a younger sister uh, who is very much an Eleanor type. Um, and we, she and I were talking and I, at the time, thought of myself as an, as an Eleanor type. I did not think of myself as very Marianne at all. And my younger sister, who's always had, um, has always been very uh, sort of big picture minded, uh, she was like, Sarah, no, you're a Marianne. <laughs> and I, there's definitely both. There's definitely both in me because I can be very anxious and very over, you know, I think I'm in, I'm in my head a lot, but I am also very big and dramatic and goofy. And um, I think the romantic side is a little less prominent than in, an, in, in Marianne, the actual character, but I've, I contain both. <laughs> 
crazy romance. She's hard to live up to. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if anyone is as romantic as Marianne Dashwood. Uh-huh. She, again, very fun to play those moments. I'm sure we'll get to that chat. I want to redirect oh. you back to you. Keep oh, us- no, you guys are. Well, I'm just here to listen. This is very fun. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's pretty much it. Do you do you rewatch like uh go revisit Colin Firth ninety five BBC um or did you watch the new Emma that came out a couple years ago? I did. I have not. I haven't finished it. I started it, um and I just wasn't in the right mood for it or something. Um, but I should go back and I should go back and finish that. Yeah, the only one I, I wouldn't like recommend watching is the mo- the persuasion that Netflix did. Oh yeah, I heard that that was not very I, good. I couldn't finish it, but oh. I have to finish oh. it for this podcast now. So <laughs> when do I come up to that episode? Thinking... Yeah, the I one with like a, some, some really Sierra and Hines is really is lovely. The persuasion adaptation that one's really good. Okay, maybe it's that. Yeah. Um, no, is is. What's who was in? Oh, yeah, I'm not. We're not here to talk about persuasion. That's Don't true. get sidetracked. We'll get there. <laughs> um, great. Yeah. Let's. Uh, I'm going to share my screen. We're going to watch okay. the movie trailer, and uh, oh my gosh. yeah, it's going to be great. There's no. I don't know how how long ago you saw the movie trailer, but there's no, um, dialogue or anything like that. Oh yeah, it's just music. Yeah. I meant to actually go back and watch it, and I, I, this week just got away from me, so I'm, I'm excited. It feels like I should make some popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what is it, Marianne, twenty sixteen trailer? Oh, there you guys are. <laughs> I'm sorry, this is bringing up so many little side stories. spinning around in circles incredible oh that was a lock of hair such such great seattle park footage Oh. <laughs> the baseball scene. <laughs> okay. I think that's it. Then there's a throwback. 
available on Amazon Video. I feel like it was that long ago, which is it's what's frightening about getting older. <laughs> yeah. That's wild. Um, where was the underwater scene at? Was that in the sound or was it in the swimming pool somewhere? It was in Lake Washington. But oh, but yes, sorry. We did do, of course, the um the actual like we I I absolutely got in Lake Washington to be carried out, I think. So for yeah, for the footage of um Colonel Brandon of James uh -huh. Stone rescuing me. He pulled me out of the, the water just off the side of the road on Lake Washington Boulevard. I don't know exactly where we were along that strip, but it was pretty close to where the road like curves off. Um, and we rented like a public pool. Like uh, again, this was Desiree's creative and crafty um, ability to sort of book places in Seattle. Um, and I, I don't know how she did it, but I remember we like arrived at this YMCA pool or something and, and got in the water and they, they had this big um, kind of black sheet or something. Maybe okay. I'm making this up, but I swear that something they sort of bought to put behind me to make the water look, you know, dark, like we weren't in a, in a swimming pool. Yeah. Um, and then they had an underwater camera and I was in there in the, the costume. And um, what's funny is that I remember being colder in the swimming pool doing that multiple times than and then I really fell in Lake Washington because we were only, I think they were more conscious of the fact that would be cold and, and didn't keep us in there very long. Wow. Um, but it was also so much fun. It was the very last thing we did. I feel like it was after kind of all of us mostly wrapped yeah. doing together. And it was just, it was such a good time. <laughs> <laughs> so right now we're looking at IMDb. We see everyone. We see Rachel Brow as Marianne Dashwood. Sarah Carnes as Eleanor Dashwood. So Christian Telesmar was John Willoughby. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We're all oh, by, oh, we're just, yeah, by right. the way, we're just going to go through each character and you guys can like say a little anecdote about each one as we go. Cause that's part of the episode. Sure. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah. Christian's actually out here working. Um, he was a helpful connection in when I moved out here to LA, um, a okay. delightful human being. Mm-hmm. There are two he pictures was... on IMDb. Oh, there's more too. A couple, most of the characters. Hey, buddy. I got to open up a Capri. Sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> nice. Oh, and my dog is in here too. We're just having a great time. Hi, everybody. I've got I'm surprised five, my cat. I've got five boys and my wife is working at a farmer's market right now, so. Whoa. Wow! Yeah, Incredible. they're just managing. They're just managing themselves right now while I talk for a couple hours with my friend, my new friends. <laughs> that's fantastic. Okay, thank you. First off, for that, I mean that's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> no, while you're this, doing work as well. This is this is normal for me. I'm I do podcasts to catch up with friends and just to have fun. And I've been podcasting just really for myself and my friends for like 10 years or so. I do a movie club once a month with a bunch of my oh, friends fun. where we watch a movie and then talk about it like a book club, but with movies. Oh, that's so fun. I want those friends. <laughs> <laughs> join like You can join time. our movie club. We're watching Home Alone and we're talking about it on Wednesday night. It's going <gasps> to be great. <laughs> Don't even joke. I love Home Alone. I'm yeah. like John Hughes. 
actually my Jane Austen. This is just going to be a bunch of 40-year-old adults talking about Home Alone. And there's we've got college professor in the Frem group. we got art like artists and authors. And, Amazing. And it's going to be that like, sounds like such a good time. A real discussion. I'm there. <laughs> I would love nothing more. That sounds fantastic. <laughs> All right. Well, okay. Christian's great. I thought he was fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love it. He's, he he continued a, um, acting. He, yeah. He was a graduate student um, at the University of Washington when I was an undergrad. So we also, uh, we knew each other not well, but a little bit before this project. Would, okay. Which, and I remember thinking like, that's so cool. Like, I'm going to be the romantic interest of a grad student, you know, like <laughs> the grad students, as far as I was aware, were like just going straight to LA and, you know, going, going to make it like, which of course grad school is way harder than all of that but it's it's hard as as anything in hollywood but um christian is is wonderful i haven't stayed in touch with him but he was delightful to work with oh yeah that was great which to is hear. just to be in, in preface goes for everyone on this yeah. project i don't want to be picking out anyone to say that yeah other people want but oh yeah i don't expect tight. anybody to dig up dirt on anybody we're not here to we're just out here to have a great time <laughs> <laughs> So James Stone was Colonel Brandon. Did you know him yes, before? Was he older? Oh. oh, sorry. Go ahead. He was. We were in undergrad together, um, which is, I believe, how how he uh, he's the son of the director. Mm-hmm. So his mom, I think, sought me out via him. Mm-hmm. Oh, there you go, Desiree and Naomi so Stone. Oh, and then Naomi is her middle name, and she yeah. named Mrs. Dashwood Naomi. I see what's going she, on. I forgot about that. Me too. <laughs> so you you and James were in school together. You knew each other before. And then is that so did you how did you guys get this role? Did you have to audition <laughs> for it or were you offered it? Like what's going on with this? What's going yeah. on? Yeah. So I had actually done a short film with Desiree either the year before or the beginning of 2013. I think it was 2012 actually that I did the short with Desiree. Um, and that's not available anywhere. Um, I think it's called children of light, but I it's, I don't think it's anywhere. Um, and then, uh, she reached out to me sometime spring 2013 and said she was working on this project at the time it had a different title um but it was still you know sense of sensibility adaptation and said would you be interested in playing eleanor uh and i was like well um yes <laughs> i love this story um and then i think I, I the thing is i don't remember rachel and maybe you do i did sit in on some like auditions and readings for the other siblings but i don't have much of a memory of who was there or anything uh, I don't think I read for it, which is okay. insane. I mean, it, it like to be offered the role without really auditioning. Yeah. Um, but that sounds I, like I don't even really believe that happened. But I don't remember auditioning. I just remember like yeah. I I also work on Children of Light with Desiree, um, the project that Sarah mentioned, and I was a much smaller piece of it. It was like a one day, you know, walking down the street sort of silent part um 
but we had a good time working together that day. And I think, again, they, they may have just had that in mind um, when they were sort of putting together the project. And I think, I feel like it was just an email, kind of like we're, we're doing this thing, wonder if, we're, if you'd be interested in, in doing this role. And I just remember very distinctly the, the kind of table read we did when we all got together. And I had done some you know, film work around Seattle that was probably on a more professional level than this in terms of the funding. And they they were so disorganized. I mean, projects that you'd show up and you'd be like, you're going to be playing this character and you'd learn the lines and then you'd, you'd sit for 10 hours and never actually be called anywhere. Like you'd be in holding for 10 hours. So I just kind of thought, I I don't even know if this is going to get off the ground. Not to, I I didn't know Desiree or anything, yeah. so I have no idea how how committed she was to it. She turned out to be very committed to it, mm -hmm. um, and quite organized. And uh, so, I just when we all sat down together and we were signing paperwork and talking, and I met Sarah and I met Kathan, who we'll talk about in a moment as well. Like, I just thought this is real. Like, this feels like a real movie. <laughs> we're actually we're doing something you know again coming out of college and sort of into my first mm. professional project i think it just really felt super cool and maybe maybe more so almost than uh not more so than it should have been i'm not sure what i'm trying to say but <laughs> it's very easy to place too much like emphasis on something you're doing right out of school i think you get it's, oh you sure get really kind of who you are and how big of a deal you know yeah talent might be. i was conscious of not wanting to feel that way but also and so maybe that's where the hesitance to you know get excited about it came in but then as soon as we got going we were all just kind of like it, it felt like doing a play where mm -hmm. we we're just all hanging out every day and it was yeah i don't know yeah i mean it was my first on camera well i guess uh, the the short before this was my first on camera project and this was this to the to date is my is the only feature that i've done um and uh it was, I, I totally relate to what you were saying, Rachel, just like, it felt like a big deal. Um, well, I mean, you guys even... had, you guys were the stars of like a independently produced uh, Jane Austen <laughs> adaptation and you had yeah. tons of lines and tons of scenes and you had to go different locations and sit under parasols in the park and I don't know. Yeah, that... play, play tennis in the rain. I, I, don't, I don't know what else we got. Oh, the tennis is funny. The ten I have a funny little anecdote about the tennis. Um, All I could think of the tennis in the trailer was that I had way too much tanner on, like bronzer, because I didn't know how to do my makeup yet for film. And I just remember, you know, we were also getting ready at 5 a.m. in the apartment. It was always very, very early shoots and, and kind of using some mirror, probably in my house before I left. And, <laughs> and then maybe you know oh we're outside so i'm gonna look pale i better put on more like i look insanely tan way of tanner than i have any business being on the tennis court in seattle um, but anyway that's my side note what was at your some side? point you can see you can see sarah's like she got a sunburned or something on the oh, arms and i got that is that summer is the tannest i think i have ever gotten in my entire life because we spent most of the summer outside in Seattle, beautiful Seattle parks, wearing like sundresses. Yeah, you had sundresses. We'll get so back to the tan. sundresses part. I've got a question about the sundresses, but uh, sure, that was that yeah. was a wardrobe item of choice for everybody. I don't think I it saw a pair. It really of pants. was. <laughs> yeah, much. I think it was a Jane Austen choice. I or think that so too. Desiree, eight time thrifting 
or well, something. A yeah, I... a lot of them were the high waisted, so like the waist right underneath yeah. the boobs, and then they like poke yeah. out to make everyone look a little bit pregnant. But that's yeah. just <laughs> the, it's the style of Which the Jane very... Austen it's Regency. Yeah. yeah. Yep. It's also very 2012. <laughs> it's very funny. <laughs> I still have. She let me keep three of the dresses that I wore in this. Um, I still have the velvet number um which is briefly in the uh theater uh with the marianne's con piano concert um i have that and then mm -hmm. i have two of the i have the tennis dress and i have one of the floral dresses um but that tennis so, tennis is so it's very cute um i was very happy i've worn those dresses many times over the years since then um <laughs> but the uh the, so the director, Des, Desiree, she went by Desi most of the time. Okay. Um, she came up to me. I don't know if it was, we must've already been shooting. Cause I think I was at her apartment and she was like, so you play tennis, right? I, I just kind of <laughs> laughed. I was like, Oh no, I, I don't, I've never played tennis. She's like, but you, but you're so athletic. And I laughed again. I was like, um, not really. I, I played softball when I was in middle school and I like know how to swim, but I've never played tennis. She's like, oh, well, you'll be fine. We'll go practice. And so she, Desi and uh, James, her son, and then um, Kai, who was another, Kai Stone was her son, who was the, um, what was his official, would he be the producer or a production assistant? Producer, production assistant, but he also was like the camera operator. Yeah. Yeah. All of the things. All of the he, things. He so the, the three of them and myself went to uh, the tennis courts on Capitol Hill in downtown Seattle and uh, to practice my tennis. And um, they, I was right and uh, they were wrong. <laughs> they tried so hard to get me up to speed on tennis. And I don't know how many tennis balls we lost over the fence in the streets um and she's just like oh sarah you weren't kidding you don't know how to play i was like I no i don't yeah there's no so, footage um, of you guys playing tennis the only no, tennis footage is uh, <laughs> colonel brandon and willoughby playing tennis yeah like, i think that was intentional yeah you guys look great you guys look great in your tennis outfits i mean <laughs> i'm sure you're holding rackets too that's that's all you need right it's yep. implied that you're really good because you have the outfits that's right I feel like I had, I either adopted your memory, like I remember being there watching you practice this, and was like, what, are they going to make me do it too? Or or I did it too, because I also am terrible at tennis. So it's the only thing, well, it's not the only thing, but it's a notable thing in my life that I ran out of crying when I was 10 years old, because oh. I, I failed to hit so many balls at camp that, that I was frustrated and then took off and would refuse to return to tennis camp so traumatic time for me and i'm sure i told that story at the time too desi so maybe she maybe she took pity on me she spared us so I, is yeah, she just is desi just like really how did this how'd this come about like she makes short films and she decided she's gonna make a feature length and it's gonna be like almost two hours long and it's gonna have like all these characters and she, all these is it self-financed? Did she like get like any producers to invest in this thing or is she just like going out and making it? She's a very passionate and focused and diligent 
person. Mm-hmm. Um, and she had a real vision for the project um, that we didn't really hear a lot about. Um, it was all just like when I say we were well taken care of, I just kind of mean it was very much like, like, don't worry yourself with sort of what's what's going on behind the scenes in terms of like, like, I, I, I think in terms of costuming, maybe or something I might have been like, do we need to bring our own? Mm-hmm. I'm assuming, you know, low budget film, like we're probably going to be costuming ourselves or or things like that. And and she was very serious about like finding the costumes and mm-hmm. again, like providing the coffee and doing sort of all the things that a real production would do. Um, and at the same time, she had like really clear ideas of how she wanted things done. Um, I wouldn't say that on set, she was like a harsh director or anything like that, but, um, she was pretty, uh, like focused about the way that she wanted things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) So she kind of had it storyboarded out, like what, where people are going to be and uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, not to that degree, but she did have, like, I think she had been, I, I mean, we're sort of speculating because I don't know the history of, or her relationship to this project. Um, yeah. I know that she had made a couple other short films in Seattle before this, and I think she made a couple after, um, but she's not someone that, you know, I'm, I'm in connected to, so I don't uh-huh. really know. And, uh, I think she was, I think she really had a passion for, for literature in general. I think, I feel like we had a lot of conversations about um, Jane Austen and uh, really just storytelling. And so I think there definitely was passion behind this project Um, in terms of, I have no, I I don't know anything about, you know, whether it was self-financed it, that's my guess, but I I have nothing to base that on. down. Oh, it's just incredible that it exists and like all the story <laughs> behind like we, I was watching it with my friends and we're like I've never seen anything like it like it's just like there's... it is I will say just to like we're not under a whole lot of fantasy about you know I will say that it is not my best work as an actress I think at the time I probably it was probably the best I could do on film and and I'm not sort of trying to make excuses for myself but we we recognize the campiness of it I think whether or not it was intended there's a little bit of a like goofiness to kind of how it was presented because well there's a, the cousin a, John and cousin John was was oh, hamming yeah. it up oh yeah <laughs> he was like hamming oh, yeah. up to the camera it was like he was he was on camera it was great <laughs> Um, we all were. And and I think maybe some of the dissimilarity of the film is that we may, we may have all had sort of a different idea based on what scenes we were in, what kind of movie we were making, because yeah. Christian and I were very much in a, in a rom-com and, uh-huh. and at times high level, like, um, what's, oh my gosh, what's the word, the, the, the television thing, the soap opera, like we were, we were dramatic mm-hmm. at, at moments which is what the script called for. Um, and there were times I think I maybe was shying into, you know, wanting wanting to be very serious and, and good in my acting. And and Desiree was like, no, no, Marianne is off the deep end, like drama at this time, you know? So I just went for it in, in moments that maybe appear ridiculous. I have no idea. And then Sarah and Kathan, to a degree, were 
I think doing, you know, some of the more serious acting and, and we're also more experienced actors than I was. So you're saying um, Kathan, the Edward Ferris? Mm -hmm. Yes. So, so I don't I know, wanted... Edward, the Edward Ferris is not in this film. I don't know what film you guys are referring to, but. <laughs> That's correct. There's a little bit of tea here that I don't want to get too deeply into, but Kathan was in much yes. more of this. Movie and then Lucy Steele, I think, was in one scene at yeah. a picnic where she was talking yes. about how she's not going to school and she wants to be provided for. And then Ashlyn Hodge, Mrs. Dashwood, was drunk during that scene. Yes. And and <laughs> there's just a lot of choices going on. <laughs> that, that may or may not have made it into the fight. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it was retitled Marianne completely uh, as a surprise to me after the fact of yeah. the release. This is something I just to be, to be emphasized in terms of I had no not a faint idea that I was a main character in this movie until it the was the titular released. character like this is the exactly <laughs> I, that was a weight that I was not aware I was carrying I was much more inclined to think of myself as the clowning dramatic side character and Sarah was the lead you know i i just in terms of what she was doing in her acting and and the level to which she and kathan were um had uh chemistry and the work they were doing they worked really hard in what they did and then um due to the artistic choice to make edward's role smaller or non-existent it, it moved yeah yeah it moved to the marianne story which was um it was a little uncomfortable. I mean, I was very flattered, but I didn't necessarily think that that my storyline deserved the only the only attention or the titular attention of titular attention. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And Kathan did work that unfortunately was was yeah. chosen to be okay. Started. So uh, I don't know. Do you want to like what's what's the storyline? I mean, you guys met Edward at your original house at like I think Norwood Park. I think it's called or whatever. Yeah, I mean the original. Uh, the original cut of this was still tight. It was titled Sense and Sensibility, and it did follow pretty closely the narrative in the novel. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Am I, is that, am I remembering correctly, Rachel? hundred percent. Yeah. It was very much reflective of, I, I think maybe there was some added in Christian storyline. That might be. Yes. I think there was a little bit more Willoughby than is in the novel. Yeah, because of course the like the drama with him and the side there's the woman he oh get Monica is that, is that the actress or the, it can't be the Monica's woman. the actress but, yeah Monica uh, Holm plays Elizabeth Brandon has it doesn't he have a baby with her he's got yeah. her pregnant and that's the tea and I mean I'm sure that didn't happen well and like she was drugged up and laying in her pool yeah. of her own vomit up in the drug den yeah it's like it's like <laughs> yeah. a real thing. And that, Colonel Brandon yeah. scoops her up, and it's like, it's fake vomit, but it's still pretty visceral. And he's like, really, oh, it's, it's real grody. Yeah, yeah, that that is definitely an addition to the story. Yes, yeah. So those were, those were flushed out, and modernized. Um, but but the the Edward and Marianne, or excuse me, Edward and Eleanor storyline was much more, uh, like the book and and the sort of gently unfolding romance and what was I'm forgetting like the actual plot of Sense and Sensibility Edward what is his purpose yeah also, he's Sarah and I had scenes together when I was oh, yeah. in my most dramatic did that make it into the film no because Kathan's not in here at all 
I've never, yeah, Kathan is, there's, there's no Edward. I was looking all over for Edward and I'm like, am I missing something? And then I look on IMDb and say Edward Ferris. I'm like, that's, there's something going on here. I think the only reference that remains is a scene in like a restaurant where Eleanor has a letter and uh, Marianne, somebody pokes fun or something like that there's there's a bit where she has a letter and it's from edward but i don't know that the name that's is at, ever said. that's at the same picnic where okay well maybe i just oh. watched it well <laughs> that's interesting and that's a question answered and i'm sad i didn't get to see the original yeah maybe we can like email des or desi it? and say hey release the snyder cut <laughs> we, we need to see yeah. sarah carnes and her in her full role with uh, Kathan, Kathan is a wonderful human who we, the three of us became such fun. It was a fun little group of, we hung out that whole following year before Rachel moved to New York. The three of us spent time together. That's awesome. I also just thought, saw him recently here in New York. He's not, he doesn't live here, but yeah. both of them have been delightful enough to come and see me. I mean, to do other things in New York, for sure, besides see me, but <laughs> we've all got to caught up, catch up in the last year, and it's been really lo- lovely to... Do you ever do community theater in the last 10 years or, or whatnot? I have, I yeah. Have <laughs> we, 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 we both went sort of like different ways with our um, cre- creative pursuits, because Rachel is still a very creative person and has lots of creative pursuits. Um, uh, but I... I, I stayed in in acting that was that's sort of always been my what kind of shows have you done yeah I mean I did theater in Seattle for 10 years before moving out here to LA okay um I did a lot of musical theater Seattle's a big Seattle's a wonderful theater city in general and there's a lot of musical theater uh so I did a lot of musicals um mostly in like ensemble type roles yeah Uh, (laughs) fun well I mean that's where I I'm going to get a lot of my podcast guests from the community, from oh, like yeah. the theater adjacent community or whatever. And I feel like you guys went to like summer camp and we did and had like a, like a, a film experience where you like met close friends and you stayed friends for years and you keep in contact. And some, some of the, the camp attendees were good friends, but then you didn't stay in in touch and then but you're still considered friends with everybody because it's just like a, a good memory you went through war together i guess yeah I, very... all, all sort of theater feels like that a little bit unless you're in a really really awful pr- production i guess where you know oh that draws that. you even closer to the it can yeah <laughs> <laughs> depends on where your energy is directed that's, that's right. true yeah yeah no that this definitely feels like it was it was a bit of a, a summer camp it was I it, it felt so lucky to be able to truly spend my time with such fun people for several months and be outside in one of the like it was such a beautiful Seattle summer. I don't remember having days where we were supposed to shoot outside and it rained. I don't remember anything like that. The only rain I saw was during the tennis scene between it Colonel was, Brandon. Everything else was blue skies and yeah. and like uh, dry grass yeah and what even that day it was just drizzly the the wedding day the baseball and the when we went out for that scene i remember it was just so pretty and we we were in discovery park right mm-hmm. yeah um, discovery park that was the first time i'd been there 
me i think me too which is crazy i was in seattle for six years by that time but um or no actually funnily enough i did another film out in discovery park it was i did a lot of student films before this film um saff does at least at the time was posting a lot of like calls for just actors and um i was eating up all of the like horror ones i was always seeming to book like the person who's running away for the i remember film. you showing me one it just came back to me this is the one where i was running through i wish i could remember the name of the student i worked with i, I should but are any uh, of these on running? youtube or are they just like lost to time probably if i can find them i would be more than happy to show them with you but i there i was running away from you know an, an unnamed scary dude and I know at the end that I have his head in my hand. Or maybe, does he have my head in his hand? <laughs> that's a that's a plot point detail. That's really just a sign of how, how far away I am from looking at these things. It, <laughs> I, I didn't, like, stop trying to sort of pursue acting until, at least I didn't say that in so many words. It was a very slow, gradual unwinding. Um, and I think at this point, I'm just sort of more comfortable saying it. So mm -hmm. even as early as a few years ago, I was still sort of cobbling together whatever footage I could for a reel. Mm -hmm. And I, I watched sort of all of these things again. And um, so it's more fresh in my brain than I'm able to remember. But regardless, uh, it they were all just so fun. I, I love the sort of nitty gritty projects where you're just working with people who are, are still sort of learning what they're doing. And, and when you're working with students, especially, there's kind of this this idea that you're that, that you're doing them some kind of favor and I constantly had to be like I, no no I'm the one that gets to be on film like and you're fulfilling my dream by putting me in front of a camera it's like I can't do this by myself I would look insane um <laughs> and I just I never quite got over that sort of reciprocal energy with people of being they'd be like so you know it, it's it's kind of like this and I don't know if you're gonna like it and I'm like I love it let's do it yeah. <laughs> it was like meeting someone on the playground and being like, let's be friends. And, you know, I, I really miss that about creating film and especially in a place like Seattle, which just it thrives on that kind of grungy, like mm -hmm. cobbled together. Let's, let's start a band energy. You know? Yeah. Oh, that's so fun. Um, let's Definitely. keep on going through the characters. Uh, Ashlyn Hodge. Was she like your age playing the mom? <laughs> yes. I think so. I, like, okay. Not our age now, like our time, right? She yeah. was in her 20s? Yeah, Maybe. so we were around the same age. Okay. I, yeah. th why didn't they try to, like, age her up? That's I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. She, she looked like I don't she was know. 25. <laughs> yeah, that's... And we had, you know, a lot of actors of various ages in this movie, and so I don't, I don't know what the thought was behind that choice. Fun. And then... But Margaret Dashwood is Reza Leal Smart. She had like two lines the whole movie. Most of it was she was just sitting there with the book in her face or she was at yeah. the picnic. I mean, she was there a lot. Like, I guess she was mm -hmm. just hanging out with you guys. Yeah, um, Reza. Yeah. She was like pursuing commercial work while we were. I feel like she was the most professionally engaged actor in some ways of the lot of us. I mean, I'm yeah. sure Christian was doing things in grad school, but she was like... I remember she was with a talent agency that mm -hmm. was like a pretty big deal in Seattle and then being called out to do commercials like in between, you know, these scenes mm -hmm. or like, oh, she can't do it. Today. She's doing such and such. So I, yeah, I she's still. I think she is. 
She's got um, the picture on IMDb. Yeah, we're not going to... This isn't the bio of all the characters. These are just little <laughs> anecdotes. We could go right, deep right. dive into that's each true. one of these things. <laughs> um, Fanny Fairs. Oh, that's the mean sister. And mm-hmm. yeah, that was Jane. a... Yeah, that was, that was Jamie Master Monica. And then John Dashwood mm-hmm. is the brother, the half-brother, I guess, Bjorn Whitney. So yeah. those those guys are fun. They're fun bad guys. Yeah. Yeah. And then cousin John is like- Eric. Oh no, I've got a kid crying. Oh no. Uh, hold on, I'll be back. Yeah, no worries. <laughs> what kind of tea are you drinking? I'm having coffee. Oh, it's coffee. It's so late. <laughs> I know. This is so fun. It is very warm in here. Oh, I can imagine. Everybody okay? Oh, we just got razor scooters that they're going around like in circles oh. on the tile, and <laughs> you know it slipped, and so he was crying. And I'm like, "Go turn on Bluey for Paul, and we're we're gonna be okay." Oh. <laughs> He's fine. Bluey to save the day. Cousin John, Eric Cousin John, He was Siegling, <laughs> yeah, Siegling, and then my Cor- May Corley, Emma. So who? Emma's a created character, is not in yes. the book. What's the story behind those two? I think she was his supposed to be his sister. It's niece? like little sister. Sister. Oh, sister. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I don't know. She was yeah, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> adorable. That's all I remember. I like I remember talking to her while we did scene work and stuff. Yeah. And Eric was hilarious. But a lot of it's just sort of like we did whatever scene we were in together mm-hmm. and Especially if it was in the apartment, we were all pretty like quiet in between takes mm-hmm. and stuff, and there wasn't a lot of like, yeah. Anyway, both, that, that both apartment looked lovely. pretty cramped. It, I don't know. Yeah, if it, it was know. a small space. And then you guys were sleeping on the couches, and then one time mm-hmm. Rachel gets out of bed and crawls over to Eleanor, or Marianne crawls out of bed to Eleanor. And is like, I mean, I think I love him. Like, <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> I swear there's a side cut of this movie where Marianne is just like going going nuts like I feel like half of the movie I sort of watched myself back and thought I could have toned down the eyes a little like the crazy eyes of, of love but well one time you come in I believe you were directed you that come way. in with like sunglasses like you're hungover but you've just been crying all night and then you're like is that coffee and then you hurry over to the coffee and just go nuts periodically i will send that picture to rachel (laughs) (laughs) there's sarah also i was thinking of this as i was getting getting ready um sarah whether it was on the set or afterward would refer to me as marianne but only in the voice of the rabbit in alice in wonderland (laughs) who goes marianne at, at some point in in the Disney film, Marianne, because he thinks that her name's Marianne, but Sarah, she would call me, like summon me, Marianne, and it was I just hear it in my head all the oh, time. Oh, I forgot I, about that. So great. I swear it went on beyond the movie. Oh, I I believe you. That's a very me thing to have done. That's really great. Oh man, this is that's so fun. Okay, so that was cousin John and Emma. And then Keith and uh, Edward Ferris, we never got to see. I hear he's a stand-up guy and good friends 
with my new friend. So yeah. I approve. <laughs> and Monica Holm, I don't think you guys ever had any like scenes with Elizabeth Brandon. So I don't know no, if you like, think... cross paths. Monica and um, we're talking about keeping her baby or or having the baby or oh and then her water breaks and i <laughs> again it's a very very sort of squeezed in little side plot line where i think we're talking about willoughby i'm talking about how much i love brandon um after we've been married and and then it's like we're in the middle of this park and it's clear that her water breaks and i'm like oh oh you know <laughs> she's gotta go to the hospital <laughs> and, and then i think there might be a scene where we have her with a baby because i feel like oh my gosh did we have someone's baby we did we did have someone's baby on set i don't remember i think that was the big wedding shoot day at discovery park well there was another one at the other park in um in capitol hill oh um, I don't remember the name of that park was it volunteer park Prop. Well, is Volunteer the one by like Elliot Bay Books and <laughs> Yes. Um, it's the one further up, or maybe it just oh. extends. I'm gonna yeah. set up a a walking tour of Marianne on Google. Oh my Maps. god, we could a hundred percent do that. <laughs> <laughs> I I yeah. <laughs> the alley that anyway, like you guys get jumped in. There's that shot of the apartment exterior there, there's a lot of like exterior shot uh, and all the different parks that you guys went to it's great mm -hmm. yeah oh and steve steve was i'm just remembering like hanging out with all these people and and charlotte i mean eva she was also so steve oh yeah thomas palmer was the guy with the glasses he gets married to charlotte right at the at the wedding scene at the end yes or i guess in the middle Right before you, the suicide, it's like the pool scene or whatever. Right. Char Charlotte yes. and Stephen get married. Charlotte's like, okay, or what? Eva Jane Bergenson goes, okay, everybody ready for the bouquet? And then all the girls run back behind her and then she throws it behind her. It lands straight onto the ground and then all the girls like jumping on. What a scene. I was so. What fussy. a scene. <laughs> <laughs> Was I already off trying to yeah. to off my water? Yeah, you were like, like you've disappeared. Remember. You were crying yeah, underneath like a, the shade of a tree or something like that. And then Eleanor is like, yeah. uh, Colonel Brandon, I can't I find Marianne. Uh, something I feel self conscious about in this film it is it is the crying. The the I, I can cry, but the level of crying I had to do for the end of it and the amount of sort of where it happened and how often it happened and how many takes we did. I sort of lost track of my own ability to cry in a way that was maybe convincing, <laughs> at least to me. <laughs> it was a lot of, a lot of tears. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of punches too. I mean, those slap sounds when you're like slapping um, Willoughby. Trailer, I remember that. And then uh, Colonel Brandon and, comes down and, and just like punches him a couple times. It's like, holy cow. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's a, that's a lot of... Uh... I remember yeah. the sort of the choreography of the slap and never feeling like I really did it well <laughs> or right. Do you remember the choreography of, the of when you got jumped by like that um, the robber guy? Like you had, hold, had a whole fight scene and then Charlotte had to jump up on his back and got thrown down and... The, in the alleyway. I definitely remember 
you know, and we were in an alley in, in Seattle, like just again in Capitol Hill. And I remember thinking like, this isn't exactly a safe place. Like, you know, someone could sort of come into this alley and, and cause some mischief. Um, and, and we're just here playing at mischief. Yeah. In your sundresses uh, with a cameraman. Hans, I don't know why I can't remember if that was the character's name or the actor's name. Um, but he, uh, I, I, I was looking for him through our cast list here as well. And I don't know if I caught it. Oh, there was uh, a Robert Fairs. There's like an Edward's there, older yeah. brother. Oh, there was. Robert yes. Fairs is like my favorite character from all the adaptations. I love how smarmy Robert Fairs always is. Very smarmy. Yeah, that I think he was cut as well. Um, and I think he was only in some scenes at the concert. Mm. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Got it. So he's probably like, yeah. That's funny. Like you're at the piano doing your concerto. And then you look at the audience and there's three rows of people and then an empty, uh, empty, that's a fancy <laughs> like concert hall. I don't know. what. How did you yeah. guys get, where'd you, how'd you get time um, in that concert hall? I have no idea. Well, <laughs> so it's the Paramount Theater, uh, which is one of the largest and prettiest uh, yeah. theaters in downtown Seattle. I believe that James worked there, I think. Which one was You're James? Right. James is Colonel Brandon uh, and okay. one of Desiree's sons. That was also a fun day because it was the one, one of the times at least, kind of like the wedding that we all got to be there at the same time. Like, the yeah, cast of people and, you know, which is always. There's like, Hans. Actually, Chad, I have a question for you. D did I convince you in the slightest that I know how to play piano? <laughs> oh, yeah. Good job. Oh, good. <laughs> Because I remember you didn't like move like know. crazy. Like a lot of times when people are faking playing piano, they're just moving left and right, and it's just like uh, getting into it. Sure. Well, my brother. That wasn't my main. Player. That wasn't a complaint that I had. There, there's a lot of other uh, things that stood out to me more than <laughs> the Marianne not playing piano. <laughs> well, good. That's a lot funny. of those scenes and a lot of the theater scenes the the contrast like it's really dim and dark and yeah. then if you're out in the sh in the park then like it's very overexposed and like yeah. the grass is just white and the water is just white reflection that's fine i mean what are you gonna do <laughs> what are you gonna do <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of uh, uh yeah <laughs> a lot of introductory camera yeah again yeah so we saw yeah. uh hans iverson as the thug my favorite is when uh, Colonel Brandon is chasing Hans Ivers or the, the thug through the park and he's just like swinging his arms like crazy. It's it's fun. Guys, this is a fun movie. <laughs> I had a great time watching it. I had a great time the first time watching it and then the second time watching it. I'm like, oh, I'm going to be talking with like Rachel and Sarah about this movie. So like I can't take notes on everything. It's just going to be like an open experience and we'll see what happens on the fly. I don't know. <laughs> I'm so glad that you had fun. <laughs>
I I really was kind of nervous at being able to remember, which is actually why I'm also glad I have Sarah here because she's triggering other memories. But um, oh sure, it, I it's been yeah. I'm starting to realize I have so much to say about it, and I didn't know that I did. No, like there's so many different locations and interactions. Yeah. Question like, why baseball? Why indeed? I don't know. Was that like Twilight came out like four years before that, right? And Twilight has the famous baseball scene. Oh, is there a base? I've never seen Twilight. Twilight has the infamous baseball scene. That's like the best scene of the whole movie. Like like, there's a thunderstorm coming. We can play baseball because when we hit the ball so hard, it makes it sound like thunder. And then they're like sprinting through the field and Edward jumps up way high and catches it. Um, I mean, you got to go to YouTube and look up Twilight. I guess so. I, I like baseball. In fact, I, so I was actually very excited about shooting this scene because I don't get the opportunity to play. I'm not in a league or anything like that. And so I remember being like, oh, we're going to like we're gonna play a little bit of, of softball or whatever. That's going to be fun. They had a cut where it's like every main character is up to bat yes. and then they they hit and then run yep. and then the next person hits and runs. Yeah. What was it? Did it, did it ever, did, was it like a bunch of takes or was it just a fun day out in the field? Both. It was, I, we were out there for a long time, not too long, but um, it was a beautiful day. Mm-hmm. It was a gorgeous background and I lo- I was also super excited to play baseball. I like wanted to play baseball when I was little and never did and couldn't really. Like I don't think <laughs> I'm good at it. But again, the whole aesthetic of like, yeah, I'll wear a tennis outfit and look cute in a little tennis outfit. Like I wanted to wear a baseball helmet and look like I I think I get to hit like a pretty mm-hmm. good run, right? Don't I don't know if I hit a home run. Everyone hits the ball. I don't know how yeah. like how far they went, but they were solid I mean, connections. We didn't actually hit it, but it was. I think maybe I made contact with the ball. Yeah, yeah. I think we all did. I think yeah. that yeah. we. She intentionally like made sure that each of us actually made contact. That'd be funny if everyone's making contact and then Rachel swings and misses and then just moves on. <laughs> Rachel probably would. Uh, yeah, I could see Marianne and Rachel both. <laughs> Just, I'm going to take that one and run with it, regardless of where the ball goes. (laughs) Yeah, the only thing with that field, like, it was dry grass that was cut, and it was like eight inches long. They looked like pretty rough to run in. Why didn't you just go to, like, a baseball field? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if we just didn't have access to one, or um, maybe we were already shooting something, you know. She was very... Uh, I think efficient in terms of using locations, like wanted to make, get as much out of a single location as she could. Okay. Um, So we did a lot of different things at various locations. And so I think this was probably just like a multi-purpose, you know, people hanging out at a park and there's a big field. Why not throw a ball around for a little bit? Uh, It was tall grass. I don't remember it being rough, terrain underneath though okay and i'm clumsy so i think i would have remembered (laughs) um what about i I got to work oh yeah go ahead mary or i'm gonna call you mary (laughs) well it's confusing well you got jay myers underneath your name i've got like (laughs) yeah i didn't didn't even think about that in in joining on here i uh i loved the 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 aspect of getting to wear the skirt I don't remember who thought of that or why it happened. I think it may have been, again, because we went to film the 
wedding sequence there that day. We arrived early to do that. Um, okay. And yeah. So I was in. Is that true? Because yeah, no, the wedding was like that wedding. Your wedding to Colonel Brandon was in that same field, and then yeah. Charlotte's wedding to um, Mr. Palmer, or whatever. That was at like that green field next to the uh, it was some water. Washington again, I think. Um, yeah, definitely where we filmed the water bit. What I don't remember is if it was the same day. In my mind, oh. it is, but it's possible we went to Discovery Park twice. And uh, I know that skirt is my skirt. Like, I still own it. So I, <laughs> I don't know if I thought, well, Marianne would probably just not care and, and make this her style moment in the midst of playing baseball, or if it was Desiree's idea. Um, or if we just forgot part of the costume <laughs> that day. <laughs> but either way, I'm glad I made it in. It feels very, uh, very character appropriate. So between Marianne and Willoughby, there's a bunch of making out scenes, like on a porch <laughs> or on a stairs. One time he's trying to lift the skirt and you're like, no, not not yet. Or you got to wait and, he, and whatever. And then I think there's another kissing scene too. But then finally, when Marianne gets married to... Colonel Brandon, and they're like, I pronounce you man and wife, and it's a like a chaste peck on the cheek and then a hug. I remember feeling strange about that. I, I remember having some questions on the day of filming, and I don't know if they were really worked out. I, I mean, part of it, especially with James, in his being the son of the director, they had a shorthand and and probably discussed the scene as they wanted to do it, um, as well as his comfort with perhaps that intimacy at the time. Um, and I don't know if that was decided between the two of them. And, you know, that was that was how I was directed. Uh, but yeah. I do remember thinking like, huh, maybe maybe to emphasize in a very chaste way the the passion you know going on between Willoughby and Marianne and the only passion kind of going on between them versus the sort of long-term true love with Colonel Brandon and Marianne but you know I certainly would have would have kissed him like I, it wasn't it's a wedding was... scene it's like yeah it's, you're not gonna like make out it's just like a kiss <laughs> I pronounce you man and wife kiss the bride that's like yes that uh, I... was pretty funny watching it Desiree and James also, you know, they, we did the jumping the broom sequence as well, which is, of course, an African-American tradition that I, I was introduced to in the midst of filming and um, thought was really a special thing to include. And I don't know if, again, it sort of put puts an emphasis on that that is um, uh, beyond my level of understanding sort of culturally. Oh, OK. Um, yeah. I, I don't think. I think they, there would still be kissing. <laughs> you know, I don't think that that's, <laughs> I don't think that's exempt from each other. But again, just to sort of maybe draw emphasis to that aspect of it, as opposed to sort of the the romance of the kiss. But I think it was personal. I think that there was something, um, uh, there, there may have just been a, a personal decision in that. Oh, it was a choice. So yeah, yeah exactly. We don't or, know what the, the... I don't know. With the behind the scenes of the choice was, but it was, there was a lot of choices made and yes. I just find it all interesting and <laughs> it's fun to hear some facts. What about you, Sarah? So yeah. with you and, uh, Kathan or Edward, yeah. 
Yeah. So my favorite scene of probably any Jane Austen adaptation is Emma Thompson and Hugh Grant at the very end where she's just like breaking down yeah. and just like uncontrollable sobbing. It's like, yeah. oh man, this is pulling my heartstrings so much. Yeah. Did you guys have any like when Edward really like comes in and says mm-hmm. he's not engaged anymore and then yeah. like you get like ecstatic and yeah we did yep um it exists somewhere <laughs> on some hard drive um yeah it was actually it was one of the longest shoot days we it, it was a scene you know very much like it is in the book and very much like it is in uh the angley adaptation uh it's it was at the apartment um and uh in a very similar fashion, he like comes in and is, you know, oh, I'm not engaged. And I don't remember, I was holding a book. I don't remember if I was reading to everyone. I, it's unimportant, but I do know that I had a book and it was important for some reason. The book. What was it? I I have a vague, first off, were we there in the intro? Yes. And then everyone, it was a very cramped, it was a, I'll, it, it was one of the more difficult like challenging days of filming because um a lot of people were on set in the small apartment because they were um supposed to be like uh they were in they were in the living room that's what it was it's like uh I think it's this way in in, yeah in in sense of sensibility where everyone's in the living room Edward comes over they like usher everyone else out of the room so that they can have a moment but they're like spying on them so everyone was still there they were like shoved into the kitchen and edward and i have the scene um and i am not someone who has who's very good at crying on cue um it's pretty hard and so that was uh that was challenging um i remember trying i worked so hard and i have i never have seen the footage so i don't know how (laughs) i don't know how it worked out um but yeah we had a really lovely I think I mean we did we did a lot of takes and it was uh a lot of hard work but uh it was I mean Kathan and I we work well together and uh we had you know it was it was a lovely I think it was a nice little scene um and it did end with a kiss um and uh but I I don't know don't know how how that turned out oh I really wish we could see that Sarah I know me too (laughs) (laughs) do do you know if we stayed i have a memory of being in that kitchen like it it was again the architecture of the movie is very much the architecture of the real apartment there weren't really any tricks to it Uh so did we stay the whole time you guys were doing that scene over and over or was it like we shot our footage and then we left you and you guys were able to do it by yourselves you know i feel like you were there i do um which no, it doesn't really make sense for that to have been the case, but I do believe you were because I think it was quite stuffy uh, uh-huh. because there were so many humans in this small apartment um, yeah. and we couldn't have windows open because of like traffic noise and, and airplanes and things like that. So, and I do believe it was the beginning. No, it was the end of the day. I remember it was, it was a lot. <laughs> We had shot a bunch of stuff earlier in the day. And so this was, I don't even remember what, I don't remember what those things were, but I know this was second half of the day to shoot this. And I do believe everyone, everyone was there. This is what I'm here for. 
like this conversation <laughs> right now, just like the nitty gritty, like every, where was I at this point? I'm like, yes, give me more of where was I and where were you? And like what time of the day it was uh, like, seriously, this yeah. is like, this is the content that, that I've been craving. I do remember waking up a lot early. So early before the sunrise at the apartment and that's why i think the coffee and pumpkin bread stands out so much because it was just such a like soothing sort of yeah <laughs> half awake and most of it was like you know picking out maybe a costume there getting mm -hmm. our also had makeup sometimes done on set i know there were a couple times yeah that christina um yes christina our makeup gal she did some things in the park and she mm -hmm. was fixing us up and uh and so we'd sort of get started and we'd go through the scene and and there'd be some decisions kind of made in the process of that morning mm -hmm. we'd film and i i don't i feel like we were there most of the day which is why it really did feel like summer camp i don't remember like i didn't live far from capitol hill at the time i didn't live far from that apartment and yeah i don't remember like going home i don't remember oh man well i did not live in Seattle proper at the time. I lived in a small town that I grew up in called Snohomish and it is 25 miles outside of Seattle. Oh no. Um, so those early mornings, it took about, cause I mean, without traffic that early in the morning, uh, it was probably only about 30 minutes into uh, the city, but those were some very early mornings and we didn't, hmm. I don't remember shooting too late into the night. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Maybe one or two times at the apartment. Maybe we went until like nine or 10, but not much, if if any. Yeah. And even the night scenes, like when we were. I, I just looked up where it's no, no, Snohomish. Snohomish yeah. I'm like, oh, yes. By Everett yep. up by Lake Stevens. That's correct. That's quite the drive into downtown Seattle. It was. Yes, it was. <laughs> I've got a... I've got relatives over in Bremerton. They live in Fort oh, Orchard. Cool. And I've been to Forks. Oh, okay. I've <laughs> never been to Forks. Never been. <laughs> Another thing that I had a question for you. Mm -hmm. So the sound design, I know some of the scenes were like natural sound where you can hear all the birds and it sounds like the microphone on the camera is picking up the voices. But a lot of the scenes... You guys were overdubbing, it sounds like. Yes. So that was after filming? That was... You go into a booth and, and do your lines again? Uh, not a booth. <laughs> <laughs> it was It was again at the apartment. I remember that. I don't know exactly how they'd set up the space so that we were... So when you say the apartment, that's like the apartment with the two couches there. That... Yeah, yeah, the same, uh, the same one. So mm -hmm. who, who, is that someone's apartment? It is. I like I don't I'm just not sure if I'm supposed to say like I guess I okay. sort of did or Well, I guess someone on the the cast yeah. was involved with that and they they were yeah. using that space yeah. as a set. And so you're going to that apartment and then had a microphone or whatever and you're just reading along with the screen going yeah. on. There were times that it seemed like I, I definitely remember feeling sort of disappointed at times that we had to not that you know, it was sort of fun to get to go in and watch mm -hmm. what was going on and then have another chance at sort of getting a better take and, and also to see the film before it was done. Because it did oh, okay. take a long time as well to to get it distributed. I don't I don't know if it really got properly yeah. or professionally distributed, but um, 
in the form that it was in to be seen. Uh, and then it was a total surprise when it was on Amazon too, yeah. I think. There, there were sort of stages of its final production that, um, yeah. again, I was sort of living in that mode of like, don't get too excited about anything. Yeah. At any point, projects can just fall off the face of the earth. Yeah. And and when it really did get put online, yeah. I just, and I could see it. I thought, this is wild. Like, <laughs> Like, like this, <laughs> this time of my life, this summer camp was actually filmed, yeah. and people can watch it. Who can watch my little summer camp? Yeah, <laughs> so naive and bright-eyed of me to say, it, but I just thought, oh, that's really cool, you know. And then again, to sort of reflect back on that where I am now and think that was like the last time that happened to me. <laughs> in, in the terms of thinking, like this is the first of many, many projects to come and I will get to look back at it and think like, what a wonderful start. Um, and then, yeah, I, I keep referring to this, not, I don't know, I don't want it to be uncomfortable, like in terms of my feelings about it, but it's, uh, it sort of still shocks me. I sort, of, I sort of look back at how many years have passed and think, wow, I can't believe that New York has a way of sort of sucking your life into a vortex and then you kind of come tumbling out of the cyclone at some point and think, where am I and how how long have I been here? <laughs> I feel like the same is true of LA, Sarah. We could weigh in on that. <laughs> I think not in the same way. No. <laughs> I think New York is very special in that way. Special and I don't know, you know, I don't know. It's sometimes I'm like, do is that a good thing? I don't know. Does anybody bring it up? Though. Like, are you ever like recognized on the street? Hey, you're the titular Marianne from the to be Marianne. No. 2014. Definitely not. <laughs> no. Do people like know about no. it? Like, do you mention like, yeah, I was in a like a feature length since yeah. sensibility adaptation. Yeah. Go watch it. I online. tell people. Yeah. I I mean it comes up as as like a I, th I mean, I think of that time so fondly. Um, and uh, so I do, I tell people about it, you know, when I'm getting to know friend, you know, new friends or, or whatever, it's something I share as this like thing that I did that was sort of this wild, unusual experience. And I never, it's a long movie. And uh, if I, so I don't ever expect anyone to sit down oh, and watch it. I think everyone should sit down and watch it. <laughs> Like it is an experience. Like the first half, I watched it in two chunks. So the first half I watched with my wife and then the second half, she declined to continue. She went to bed and I went and finished it. I'm like, you missed out. It goes, it gets wild. Like there are some <laughs> wild things that happen. Like the, the whole, yeah, the, no, like, you know what the second, like the second half of the movie is different than the first half of the movie for sure. <laughs> yeah, now, you know, like, it was a different movie. It was, yeah. it was cobbled, cobbled together, but it was recreated to yeah. have that main storyline be Marianne's. So mm -hmm. you can imagine it, that that we didn't go back and like retake stuff. It was the yeah. original script. And I have to assume, you know, let's just set aside any personal things that may or may not have come up to make that decision uh, in terms of just the timing alone. The, whether whoever's getting cut like there there had to almost be a choice between one storyline or another yeah because it was we we did so much work that script had to have been probably it's long hours. it's really long and i know the cut that we saw initially was longer than this one okay I'm pretty sure yeah 
Um, and at least, I mean, it speaks to something that Desiree was at least able to recognize that it's it's long as is, but it could yeah. have been longer. That wouldn't have been probably the right choice. So I'm glad that she, I, yeah. I'm glad she summarized it. I do, again, Paired I would it just put in that I would have liked to see Edward and Eleanor's storyline perpetuated and included more. Yeah. Um, but obviously yeah. I was... Did yeah. you guys get like cast DVDs like after no. it was wrapped up and mm -mm. no, but it, it got distributed like that. If I mean, I suppose we, you know, we could have gotten a person. Well, I mean, I was in like a community theater and right. they filmed it and then put a, a DVD mm -hmm. and digital download to all the yeah. uh, all the cast members or whatever. Yeah, but I don't know if you guys got anything after the fact. Many of the things I've been in that have been filmed, and I've gone back to ask, could I have a copy of this for you know reels mm -hmm. or some kind of record? It, it it's somehow always just gone. Like I can't get in touch with the person who filmed yeah. it. The quality was bad in the audio. The night that we filmed, something went wrong with the band. Like I so something some kind of weird juju surrounding my ability to get footage. Of any, I was, <laughs> When this was on Amazon, I was like taking like probably illicit screenshots to try and preserve some portion of it for because again at the time I thought oh well real footage there's a lot of it's it's very useful as a beginning actor to have any yeah. footage of yourself that looks remotely professional and yeah. has good quality audio and and especially in scenes where you're really present which for Sarah and I was most of this this movie. a lot. So I considered it at the time to be a really great resource just mm -hmm. for that alone, whether yeah. or not it ended up going anywhere. Um, yeah. That's why probably a lot of us chose to do the project was for mm -hmm. the fact that it turned into something so fun was kind of just icing on the cake. <laughs> yep. But, yeah, it could yeah. have been a miserable experience. You're like, I'm glad that was over. But you guys sound like you had a fun time, made good friends and just yeah. it, it was... I mean, it was hard work, I'm sure, with the early yeah. mornings and the, the long days and the jumping into cold water pools and <laughs> crying in a in a really like overcrowded and musty apartment with everyone watching you. It sounds it sounds like work, but um, it was. I'm glad the final product I got to watch and then <laughs> I talked to you guys about it. It was it's a dream come true. <laughs> oh, it's just so wild that that happened i i will be perfectly honest and my hope the only real hope that i had in making this was like you know what people who love jane austen really love jane austen and someday i bet somebody out there is gonna be is gonna find this and you know, I don't think it'll become a cult classic by any means, but it's some there's going to be a little tiny subsection of people who are like, have you seen that wild like Marianne movie that's on like Tubi or whatever? Uh -huh. And here there was, and there you are. That's insane. And I'm not like a huge Jane Austen fan. I just like have a challenge to myself to watch. I'm a completionist, so I like I, to I read things, yeah. and then I like to watch the adaptations. So yeah. like all the Poirot's and Miss Marple's and the Agatha okay. Christie's. I read those and then I watch yeah. all the, the adaptations. So I've seen all the Caribbean mysteries and whatever, uh, the murder of Roger Ackroyd. Okay. And then, and yeah, and then, then I'm like, well, I haven't read all the Jane Austens. I think I read Emma and Pride and Prejudice. 
I've never read Sense and Sensibility before. Okay. And it was a kind of a hard read. Yeah. Like it's in a, a Sense and Sensibility. I'm reading Pride and Prejudice right now. I just got through the Mr. Collins proposal. Okay. And Absolutely. it's Pride and Prejudice is such an easier read than Sense and Sensibility. Mm. Like the prose is different between the the time that she wrote those two novels. Yeah. yeah. And um and then we're going to go into the rest of them. I'm going to read mm-hmm. and watch all of we're going to put in a bunch of fan fiction stuff too. So oh, I'm going to wow. do the zombies. Um, oh yeah. I'm going to do uh it's going to be years of work, but I'm I'm <laughs> I'm here for it. So if anytime in the future, if you two want to join in on any other adaptation for Pride and Prejudice, Mansfield Park, Northanger Abbey, or Persuasion, or Emma, mm-hmm. pick it, pick an adaptation. You guys can watch it. We'll all watch it separately and then come together for an hour and talk about it. <laughs> You're, it's an open invite. Oh, thanks, Chad. And then just right now. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. I guess. Okay. Anything else to wrap up on the film? And then I got a couple more questions and we can close it out. Any other anecdotes that you were thinking of? Like, hey, let's talk about Marianne. And then like, what's a memory that just comes to mind? Like, oh, I should tell this story or talk Mm -hmm. about this day or. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there are. uh, But the, I mean, we ate a lot of cantaloupe as well. Cantaloupe, pumpkin bread, pasta salad. Wow. Those were the like go-tos. So Uh, I I guess another question. What's the highlight? What's the highlight? What's the, what's the highlight of it? Because I like whenever we watch these adaptations, like what's yeah. the highlight? What's the low light? What's like? Yeah, I mean, in terms of the actual shooting experience, hmm, the highlight. I don't know if I could pick a favorite shoot like day of shooting. Uh, it all kind of runs together, but. For me, I mean, the highlight absolutely is just is the friendships, Rachel and Kathan, those like have been <laughs> have become lifelong friends. And that's like the biggest, happiest thing to come out of this experience for me. Uh, it was great to be able to be on camera and and get to stretch those muscles and, and experiment with that. Something that I was very new to at the time. And that, you know, there's something special about that, but it really is. It's, it's, it's the friends you make along the way. I and love I it. I shame, love it. But it's true. Oh, man, I'm gonna it was up, very guys. true. <laughs> You're like, it's so good. <laughs> I would absolutely second that and uh, was kind of forming the same thought as I listened to Sarah. And I was thinking too, this came, I mean, again, I, I sort of find myself wishing I had some kind of resume to trot out after this because it again it felt to me so special and and like such a beginning and such a great beginning to leaving school with a dream of pursuing theater and then knowing I was going to eventually take that beyond Seattle and try my shot at New York or LA um and again I haven't so much quit there wasn't like a moment where I sort of quit here. I just never really got going again. It that things got in the way, life happened, and I found different creative passions. And a lot of acting for me was learning how to take up space and be comfortable being seen and heard. I, I actually maybe less becoming comfortable with it and more having the honor to be seen and heard. Yeah. Um, I think I always sort of wanted that. And Mm. there have definitely been times in my life where I've been less comfortable with it. Um, And now I don't feel sort of such a need for that. I think because theater offered 
the experience to just come into myself and be comfortable with being me as opposed to finding that through a character. Mm -hmm. um, and Marianne was just a character that really, really allowed for that process to unfold um, as well as bring me to other projects that allowed it to unfold further. And while I still would love to get back to acting in some form, um, I'm just so happy to be in a place where the lessons that kind of drew me to it in the first place are impacting my real life and and have left me sort of a more confident and generally happy person. With my <laughs> um, sort of given me a, a kind of self-love that I think I didn't have before I found it. So I look back on this project and just think like, that's a version of me that's all, also on film that I can mm -hmm. go back to and remember how I felt at the time and how I want to say to like James and Desiree's credit as well, they were both probably more supportive of me than I deserved in terms of where my talent was at that time. They they had, they were just never ending in their, um, in their compliments about what I was doing and, and how excited they were about sort of the character and what I was bringing to the page. And I thought, I don't, I'm just, I'm just being me for the most part, you know, or, or doing what I've always wanted to do. And so, uh, it, it just was really, really kind of mm -hmm. them to do that. And, mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I <that>. love it. <laughs> you guys, I give you like, I give you a question and then you, you can just talk. And I can just listen to you. And it's like, you guys are easy. We are talkers. Yeah. yeah like talkers I could just are... let you guys converse amongst yourself and I can just like be an observer. I don't know. Well, that's also to the same extent. Um, I just wanted to say thank you to you because that's, I mean, you're also giving us an opportunity to sort of reflect on it. And, mm -hmm. and it's just a really, really kind thing to do to give your time that way. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I say you're welcome and thank you. <laughs> I've got this thing. It's called a Jane Austen trivia oh. book. You've got. Oh I'm gosh, gonna the pressure's on. Um, I can. Oh, I pick a number one through thirty-two. Twenty-seven. Twenty-seven. <laughs> Twenty-seven is Emma. Should we continue? Do you want to do Emma? Sure. Sure. All right. Twenty-seven. We're gonna do Emma. This is unrelated, but this is Jane Austen related to. That's right. Marianne. What is the new married name of Emma's former governess, Miss Ann Taylor? I've got multiple choice, but you guys can come in early if you know the name. Oh, 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 oh. Do you, yeah, Miss Ann married someone. So it's either yeah. Mrs. Mrs. Elton, Mrs. Bates, Mrs. Weston, or Mrs. Churchill. I I know which one it is. Yeah, that's fine. Just answer. Mrs. This Weston. Isn't, this Mrs. isn't Weston. a competition. It's Mrs. Weston, correct? Yeah. Mr. Bates or Churchill. I'm like, those sound like names. <laughs> Emma yeah, is probably the story that I know the best of Jane Austen's. Well, Sense of Sensibility and Emma are the two that I know the best. Okay. Where does Harriet Smith live? A cottage, a school, a farm with her family. Oh. Harriet Smith is like the little friend. Yeah. I don't I don't know. Does she live does she live with her family? No, she doesn't live with her family. She lives in a school with all of her other like school friends. Oh, okay. okay. How many children does Emma's sister Isabella Knightley have? Two, three, four, or five. I'm hearing the voices listening to this podcast screaming out the answer. You know what I mean? Like, because I've been that <laughs> voice where I'm like, why don't you know? We're in Marianne. There's going to be so Jane Austen fans listening, and I'm. 
I'm a I'm a fan, not an expert. So yeah. I'm just here to enjoy. I don't have to know all the details. I forget right. names. I forget place names. It's okay. The answer is five. It's, it's oh wow. I didn't even know that they had any kids because I, I don't know. <laughs> Who is Philip Elton in the village? Philip Elton. Well, that is that Mr. Elton's name. He's the he's the minister. Yeah. Oh, it's okay. either vicar, doctor, curate, or postmaster. Oh, so then vicar, right? Vicar, you're correct. Yeah. And one more. How is Mr. Weston related to Frank Churchill? It's his son, right? Well, the other way. Father. Father. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. All nice. right. Good try, Rachel. I think Sarah won that round. <laughs> Do Pride and Prejudice. <laughs> yeah, she'll win that one. She'll win Pride and Prejudice. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, one more question. So this is a completionist podcast. Mm -hmm. Like I said, I read something and then I watch all the adaptations. If you guys had to do a completionist podcast on any subject, what would it be? I love this question. Um, I do too. Oh, oh man. 20 minutes. I know. <laughs> We're going to sit here and think about it for 15 well, I minutes. Got a, I got a bunch of things that I would do. I love like Poirot. So I would do uh, Agatha Christie completionist. I also um, really big into PG Woodhouse. So I do oh, Jews, nice. Jews and Wooster. Um, oh, that'd be fun. That'd be fun because Hugh Laurie and Stephen Fry are yeah. awesome. And I love watching those. So I'd read the yeah. adaptation and then watch those. Yeah. I don't know. Those are, and then Jane Austen. So no, don't That's touch right. that. No, go. <laughs> you know, I'm trying to think of like what I could actually sit down and like talk about and would also enjoy doing. Um, and I think maybe it'd be Audrey Hepburn movies. I which love is like, it. Not because like, I'm interested in so many things. I could say the alien franchise. Uh -huh. I could like yeah. say, but I've seen, I've already seen most of the, uh, most Audrey Hepburn movies that exist. There's only like three that have been harder to get my hands on. And I would have so much fun watching all those again and just, and talking about mm -hmm. them. Yeah. That's a great answer. I, I approve. <laughs> She's also just so there's something about her that's so yeah. compelling. Yeah, there I just is. I want to keep her knowing everything about her. She seems angelic. Mm -hmm. Um, I I mean, the first thing that came to mind, not immediately, but after some thinking, was uh John Hughes. I love John yeah. Hughes movies. Yeah, total nerd. For really, like the '80s, and that feels more like a completionist thing because. It is itself sort of complete, but it continues to inform like all of these things beyond its generation. And you could probably say the same for John Hughes. He's a little bit like there was sort of more of a time that I think he was informing things. And now those things are informing things. So we've we've gone beyond it. I don't know where exactly the completion is ism of this completes like because <laughs> also John Hughes is not Jane Austen is a writer who then informed film and stuff and John Hughes. I mean, actually, yes, this would work because I would love nothing more than to really, really read the scripts that John Hughes wrote for his films and the original cuts of those films because they're hours and hours long. Oh, There's so fun. much and a lot of it has been alluded to but never released. So if I could get my hands on that, I would probably just sit for hours in a room with it and be totally content. Oh, yeah. You'd be great at that. <laughs> oh, fun. I think that's pretty much it. Um, what do you have to promote? Like you said, uh, you do other things, Rachel. Do you have any uh, other things that you're working on that you want people to know about? 
I um well if you want to find me the the most public place I am right now is on Instagram um I keep a fashion page called Inspersession um I'm a big thrifter and I like sustainable fashion so I kind of keep up to date on style things fun fact for this podcast um the dress that I wear in the trailer that is white with brown polka dots not to be confused with the brown one with white polka dots <laughs> is a dress that I was gifted and still own it was also thrifted um and I still wear it at work um here in New York so if you ever see me on the street in that dress yes I am Marianne <laughs> waiting for someone to recognize me still and uh and you might see it on Inspersession on Instagram um I that was a blog that I kept during the time of Marianne as well, so that it's been around a while. It's just kind of reiterated into Instagram. Yeah, like um, most, I guess most blogs, I would say, turned over to more social media rather than the yeah, the I blogosphere. The blog. Again, during the time of this filming was was great. It was good fun. Um, yeah, and then I, I I'm always consider myself a writer first and foremost. I have not been writing anything publicly, just kind of working on some scripts that I've started during the pandemic and theorized before the pandemic and haven't gotten to since <laughs> lockdown. Um, so they, they're very much nebulous and in my head, but uh, that's what I'm doing instead of acting at the moment. Very cool. I can link the blog slash Instagram on the page notes for all the tens of viewers to see. <laughs> hey, maybe we'll get to the hundreds one day. You never know. You never, you never know. know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I will say that people should check out Rachel's Instagram because uh, it's very, very good and very cool. And she's very knowledgeable about uh, thrifting and fashion and sustainable sustainability Um and it's a she's a good follow, uh, and I say that not just because she's my friend. Uh, she does a really really good job. She's very creative. Um, for myself, I am I am I am acting out in LA. I don't have any projects in the works right now. The biggest thing that I've been doing has been uh, producing, working as a producer for a theater festival called 1448 Hollywood. We just had our second annual festival in November. And uh, we hope to, uh, we'll, we'll have another one next year. We hope to have more than one in the coming years as we sort of build up um, uh, support. Uh, so you can check out 1448 Hollywood on Instagram. You can also, I'm out there as well, just Sarah E. Carnes um, on Instagram. And I, I don't post a lot lately, but um, that will eventually change. And it's sort of just a home base for, I do write as well. Um, so sometimes you'll see some writing there. I dabble in photography. So that's there as well. And um, I'm just sort of a, a finding my way out here in LA as a actor, singer, creative person. People of LA, go find her. You want to work with this woman and I can't. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. All right. Last thing. I'm going to turn on snipping tool. Everyone look at the camera and do a big smile. There's my toothy grin. Love it. <laughs> Amazing. Cool. Uh, anything else? I think we're wrapping up. No, just thank you. Thank you for making no, this happen. Thank you. Like I've been looking forward to this. I told my friends about it that <laughs> watched it with me and they were so excited about it. Oh. Like we have so many questions and 
like anybody that watches this movie, I think it's like, I think this is, this will be a great, like a side piece. Like you watch it and then you learn about it and then you watch it again. <laughs> and then the, like more and more questions are going to keep on coming up. So just wait for your Instagram, like uh, DMs to start blowing up with more questions about Marianne 2014. I'm here for it. <laughs> I want this to find some school, some some poor like class of teenagers who are being shown this adaptation. I shouldn't say poor, like you know, like you said, it's there's 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 a very fun element to it, but poor in the sense that they're in high school and they're you know going through these classic literature, <laughs> probably just wanting to be somewhere else. And I want them to analyze us. Wonder, wonder where are the papers where are the papers on marianne it's going to be the resurgence of marianne yeah, in popular culture for sure yeah the side notes that were not in the book i would like those to enter the essays and have some teacher scratching their head going there wasn't a drug den in the book <laughs> perfect perfect note to end on thank you rachel thank you sarah so much it's been a great two hours and I don't know. If you're open to any more episodes in the future, I'll reach out to you on the Facebook. Sounds great. Thank you so much, Chad. Cool. See you. Bye.